get up, get, get up, get up. All right, what's up, guys? We're back here with another bonus episode for you. We've got Cliff Floyd, former New York Met. Super excited to talk to him. Cliff, yeah. thank you for taking the time. No Appreciate doubt, no it. doubt. So uh, you're at Old Timers Day. Yeah, How man. was your experience? I mean, you couldn't ask for a better day. I think, you know, when you see all the guys, um, you, you sort of just trying to um, slow the day down, take all of it in, enjoy every minute, um, you know, get around and say hi to everybody. Um, and... You know, it was unfortunate what's going on with Stern Z. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he eventually uh, passed away. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, when you think about everybody and how they went about their business to get everybody they possibly could back in the building, yeah. you couldn't ask for a better day. Definitely. Just even see the excitement of all these guys <clears throat> being there. Stern Z specifically. Yeah. Talked about him recently. He took, he took hacks in the box. I think he was probably the oldest guy to step in there. So, you know, I mean, can you just imagine that, that whole thing, how yeah. it unfolded? And he wanted to do it, and he wanted to be a part, obviously, uh, in the day and, and all the festivities. But um, that's life, man. You know, that's life, full circle. I mean, you, we all remember what Sternsey looked like. Yeah. You know, man, he's full of life. Football you know, player. Jack, football player. Um, but, um, you know, it was just good to see him come out. It was good to see everybody come out. And uh, <clears throat> you get a little choked up with it because you know how, you know, we all brothers in this. You know yes. what I mean? And um, I think people forget at times, you know, we got the uniform on. Uh, we, we, we saw like superheroes, but we're not, yeah. you know, and, and that brought us back down to life. So, I mean, back, back down to earth. So I think, um, and all in all, I don't think you could do a better job than what, what the Mets did that day. How does, <clears throat> I was going to say, how do you feel to step back out on the field and play in something of a game? I was just telling the dudes, I was like, look, we came in here without a limp, most of us. <laughs> we're going to leave without a limp, right? <laughs> most and, of us. Uh, you know, most of us. And uh, the first play of the game, you know, we saw, you know, a little tumble over that short. And I said, oh, Lord, here we go. But um, I was just trying to make sure it was all fun. Um, but, you know, you get the juices going, man. It's weird how, you know, you get the juices flowing, and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, chill. You know, yeah. your body ain't moving like yeah. your mind is moving. Yeah. And uh, But it was all good, man. And, um, you know, Bartolo, I asked him, I was like, you don't give me a cookie? And he's like, no. I was like, I got to really get this going. So I got, you know, I'm glad he said that because I got my mind going. Uh, I got in a box, and it was just like, just swing at the first pitch, <laughs> no matter where it's set, swing at it and hopefully you do something good. Which, which guy impressed you the most during old timers that, that you were like, oh, he still got it. I think everybody looked at Mookie Wilson yeah. and yeah. thought, you're not 66 or whatever. Yeah, it's it's yeah, incredible. Right? Whatever he can is, move. I, I looked in his eyes and I thought, you need to chill. <laughs> I, I mean, I know it's a lot going on, but I mean, it, it was like he was ready to go. He was sweating. Um, but when you saw him out there and playing, a lot of people need those jeans. <laughs> we don't have them. No, the guy can still move. And it was also cool because even before the game even happened, he got one of the biggest ovations. Yeah. So he feel love going, Mookie. And then seeing him out there was, was kind of a revelation. It probably was for a lot of the older fans. Now, yep. switching to when playing days, playing for the Mets. The Mets are in a pennant race right now. One of the best teams they've had <laughs> since the team you were on in 2006. Can you draw any comparisons between that roster and this one or just the feel you can see with this team? Well, I think every situation is different, but I think when you look at um, how this team is situated depth chart wise, you know, you have some good options for Buck. And I think that's the most important thing in the postseason is having options, having supporting cast players. Um, when you look at the chalkboard, meaning the preparation for the games, the big boys go on the board, yeah. but the supporting cast players are not forgotten. 
but yeah. they're the guys that typically come through. Mm -hmm. So I, I think when you look at this team, it's good to have depth and it's good to have guys uh, in certain situations where you can play the cat and mouse with the other manager. Yeah. Um, if, if you don't and you count on every player that you really need without the supporting cast players, it's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. um, so I think they're in a good position. Unfortunately, you guys know they lost some weird games to some yeah. teams, yeah. some sub-500 teams. That <laughs> Team you're connected put, to. <laughs> well, you know, put some stress on, on the whole situation. Yeah. But, if you know, I mean, would it be uh, – you know, would it, would it be one of those situations where you're like very comfortable over in Queens? It's never been comfortable. Yeah. No, so never. I think this is like, you know, the way they like to play and we'll see what happens. Yeah. What's really cool is to draw comparisons to this team, to the team that you guys were on, because when you first got with the Mets, same thing, they weren't necessarily a playoff contender just right. yet. And then at the end, obviously we had the big run. So what, like, how does it feel to be a part of kind of that rebuild process to eventually get to that spot you're all trying to get to? Man, it feels good. I think, you know, you sort of see what wins. Um, and you know, you can sort of, you know, put your finger on it sometimes as far as just, you know, what it takes. Yeah. And and sometimes you look at teams and go, well, they're loaded. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, 162 game season, everybody, you know, if you if you win it, you've done some things right. <clears throat> the postseason is a little bit different. Um, you're facing a team over and over again. You know, t teams know your tendencies. Uh, and you have to do every small thing possible to win games. This is bottom line how yep. it goes. So you look at this team. They're not a team where, you know, you look at, like, the Astros or the Dodgers. They, you know, hit the three-run homer and stuff like that. We have, you know, when I say we, they have the, <laughs> I, I get caught up every once in a while. <laughs> but they, they do have guys that can manufacture. And I yeah. think that's the most important thing for me. My opinion, manufacturing runs in the postseason, is, I'm all about that. You talked about, like, seeing it and kind of feeling the moment when you know a team's going to start. God, not winning. Kind of did say that, but didn't say that. Do you remember a moment from either 2004 or five, even the end of 2003, when you felt like something good was happening with the Mets? Yeah, you know, you start seeing the players come in, and it's all mindset. And I think, you know, to win, you need one heartbeat. Everybody on the same page, consistently doing things that, you know, your lane allows you to do. Um, and whatever that lane is, stay in it. You know, you got cast to sometimes trying to live, you know, live in fast lane when you ain't a fast lane type player. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And that's just about my how it is. But I think when you look at certain teams, um, the identity comes from certain players, you know, and how the conversation. So I'm always, I'm big on reading post-game remarks. Hmm. So if it's Marcano or if it's, Pete, you know, Pete or whoever the case may be, I'm sort of reading how they talk about teams. You know, their individual performance is great. Yeah. But you look, you, you look at a lot of teams that's individualized, and they don't win. Yeah. Right? You have some teams that have really good stats across the board, and you're going, well, why do they? 30 games under 500 because they don't do it consistent as a unit. Yeah. But when you look at this team and listen to how they talk, they talk about team, they talk about let's go, they talk about playing all outs through nine innings. And that to me, you know, sort of sticks out because if you're going to win a chip, there's consistency throughout the whole postseason. Yeah. And so, you know, while they clinch and, and got the opportunity to, you know, um, get to the postseason, it means nothing. Well, yeah, I mean, we saw like last night, like the celebration was subdued because they were like, it's not, job's not done yet. Yeah. You got to have more, like, I remember guys, Bobby Bonilla, you know, cats going, we got a lot of champagne. <laughs> and then the guys to click yeah. what he means. Because yeah. you can go get a nice little batch of champagne and be oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, boom, 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 and be very happy that you made it. Or you can get a whole lot of it because we got a whole lot of pop popping bottles to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's about, you know, when I look at it, I always say bottom line because 
at the end of the day, the bottom line is, what did you do consistently to get you in a position where you plan that final out to run on, you know, run and jump on everybody? Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, uh, give us your favorite memory as a Met. Now you have a lot of good ones. Man, NLCS, we just posted the other day. I mean... You know, it, it was the Angel game when I hit the foul ball with 3-2. And then I said, you know what? The NLCS catching that final out, it's a tough year for me. I struggled offensively. Um, but I know I had boys to pick me up. And when, you, when, you, when you're in those moments where you're catching that final out, you're putting a ball in your back pocket, you know you, you've, you know you've sort of dealt with the roller coaster of a season, the adversities that come with it. And then you sort of get to the postseason like everybody's 0-0. The scoreboard don't really matter. Stop looking at the scoreboard. Yeah. It does not matter. I don't care. Yeah. If you hit 210 with 10 homers and you're still in the lineup, that's a plus. Do something good. I remember that, oh, that NLCS. You, put, you really put a ride into one. That inning. Oh, my God. You said that. It kind of sent me all the way back. Kind of locked me out a second. Yeah, no. It's, 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 the, it's every day you wake up, you're getting prepared for the game. And you, you – you, I've had I've had moments where I've woken up from a drink and thought, damn, I just had the game. I'm like, damn, I ain't played yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's it's so it psychs you out. Yeah. You you sort of have um, you have nervous energy that you have to like bottle up. And I don't I, I don't know. You know that's when you talk about Mr. October. You talk about certain guys that can play and, and certain times of the year. If you don't calm your nerves on the on deck circle, or before you walk out there and cross that line and go on the field. Or it could be a shaky game, and you you'll see it. We're gonna we're gonna see it this whole postseason. You're yep. gonna see guys where you're going, can bottle it up. So the nerves are out there rocking them. What do you think is the biggest difference between the game one to one sixty two, and then once you get to October? The 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 biggest thing and the biggest challenge is staying within yourself, understanding mm-hmm. that the game is is just a game. And it's it's if you can channel it to game 88 boy you're doing yourself wonders yeah never happens that way but you have <laughs> to psych this thing out and it's mind over matter it's like how am i going to chill myself out look at this picture on the mound get in his eyes and sort of make him make a mistake see if he's fretting see if he's going you know tipping see if he's doing something's gonna give me an advantage because most of the times you get in the box and you're just thinking see the ball and i gotta hit it and i gotta get the job done slow the game down Look at that guy out there, and if you can get him to flinch a little bit, that's your advantage that you got to run with. Awesome. I know, Cliff, you're busy today. You got a lot of stuff going on at the <laughs> network. Man, so, <laughs> we got behind studio. the scenes. We got everything <laughs> going on. It actually is a, is, is a day where you, you sort of can relax because this, this part of the day is, is our chillest moments. Yeah. You know, TV to me is going blank. Yeah. yeah. You know, when, the minute you start trying to think about what you're going to say, Flat line, you done. <laughs> you know what I mean? But so you just kind of chill and uh, just let it rock. But yeah, we yeah. appreciate you coming on. No thank doubt. you so much. Thanks for having and, me. And uh, hope to see you guys. Hope to see you soon. Thank you. No thank you.
What's up, guys? Back some more bonus content for the Messed Up Podcast here with Harold Reynolds. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Host of MLB Tonight, correct? Everyone yeah, I mean, you can call me the host. Yeah, it's sta- kinda, you know, staple of MLB everything. Network here. <laughs> yeah. There you, you go. Good, How to you you? good to see you. Good? Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Right. Feeling great. Thanks for helping Mets out. Mets are in the postseason. We're excited. in officially last night. We're excited. Are you very excited. <laughs> yeah, really, really. Yeah, um, no, I'm yeah. excited. You, did you think it was kind of funny yesterday that they clinched the postseason spot, but the divisional race is still so hot, and they had like a, like a half a celebration? Like, what do you think about that as a former player? That's kind of the Vogue thing to do now. But for somebody who never got into postseason, <laughs> and I was knocking on the door, it seemed like all the time, Man, I'm celebrating. Yeah. You got you to celebrate every moment. And I'm sure they did in a sense. Yeah. But sometimes it can be a little bit too Johnny Cool. You know, hey, we're here. <laughs> I get it. They got their eye on bigger things. But every, I think every moment you celebrate. Mm-hmm. You Definitely. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about this 2022 Mets team? How are you feeling about them? I like them. You know, it's been a, a little topsy-turvy. Definitely. You know, it's, uh, the injuries have kind of been the story, not only for the Mets, but for the season. So it's kind of like who can stay healthy. And I look at it this way because I've been kind of in on the Mets all year. Like that. That with DeGrom and Scherzer, that's the key. Yeah. That's the key. And Mm -hmm. so really, with both those guys having injuries earlier in the year, they're fresh now. We had this conversation Compared this to everybody yeah. else yeah. being tired. So I think it's, it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Also, Carrasco missed a month. Taiwan Walker missed the first month of the season. They have this kind of unique situation where no one's that taxed. And that's, yeah. you've seen that really like, crush other teams in the recent years. But you mentioned not making the postseason. Spent most of your career with the Mariners. Yeah. They're knocking on the door too right yes. now. Are you excited for your M's? Yeah, I mean, we haven't been in the postseason since 01. Yeah, yeah. wild. You know, so yeah, I'm excited. It's... um. I love the new wild card system because yeah. if without it, yeah. there's, they're not in again, <laughs> you know, and I think the new wild card system is going to really help the sport. Look at the buzz that's in the sport right now. We've got mm. probably five markets that would be out of it by now yeah. that are still knocking at the door. So I think this is the purpose of it. And now you're looking at, you know, there's 30 teams in the big leagues and most years we can go, I know what 10 teams are in the playoffs. Yeah. Eliminates 20. Yeah. You know, now we've, we've brought it along another 12 to 14 teams that thought maybe they wouldn't have a chance. So this is cool. Yeah, yeah. Something we talked about was during the COVID season when we had that massive playoff, how there was like three or four days where you could wake up at 12 o'clock or Nothing. you could start watching at 12 o'clock and finish watching at, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And it was yeah. just baseball all day and how big that is for the sport. The sport's doing really well. A lot of great young stars. How do you feel about the game of baseball moving forward? I'm excited. I, obviously, all the young stars, but I think the new rules yeah, will help highlight those young stars even more. Uh, the players may not understand that or see it right now, yeah. but I think they will in due time. Um, the shift rule, you, you would have thought a guy who played in the 80s and 90s would have <laughs> never said, hey, they need a shift rule. You know, I would have been shooting that thing the other way. They don't yeah. play that way. No, so you no. got to adjust to the times. And I think every sport, football's done it. Basketball's done it. Football changes rules so much. Every year. We yeah. don't even know what's going <laughs> no on in football. Play happens and you go, well, what's that call? <laughs> He's out there doing this instead of doing this or that. I mean, they got more. They're doing breakdown. <laughs> okay, that must be the new rule. You know, so, yeah, it's, we needed it. We needed an upgrade in the sport. 
Harold, you were a prolific base stealer in your day. You were found this out on Wikipedia earlier. The only player in 1980s to lead the league in steals besides Ricky Henderson. Yeah. Next year, one of the new rule changes going to increase the base size a little bit, and also changing the pickoff rules from pitcher the first. Do you think that's going to bring stolen bases back into the game? I hope so. It, it really comes down to the front offices. Yeah. You know, if if they're going to cut guys loose, if they're going to play that style. Obviously, uh, when I was in the big leagues. Running was vogue. You know, we had five, six guys on, on the team that were going to steal. Even your catchers ran. You know, and <laughs> now it's more about power. So I think with a combination of things, with the, the no, no shift rules, going to open up more base hits, different things like that, and the stolen bases, I think, will increase. So you're going to see a different athlete because now we're not going to have a, a Mike Moustakas, a, a traditional third <laughs> baseman, yeah. playing second base. Yeah, yeah, no, you yeah. know, he's going to have to go back to his normal position, and we're going to get these little guys that can pick it and range yeah, playing true. second. No, yeah, defense is going to become much more prevalent. You can't really hide anybody without a shift. No. no. a shift, you can hide anybody you want. Yeah. You almost hide two guys. Like I said, more diving plays, too, I, I think. Think about the play him. Manny Machado made up against the right field. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, my favorite man, play I want to play by oh, Manny. <laughs> he's in right field. <laughs> but it was a great play. It was a great It was against the Mets. He saved a run because that ball bounced so far away, and you saw him run. You know the arm Manny Machado yeah, has. He was able to get that ball into third base basically on one hop. Yeah, it's kind cool. of weird that's being taken away, but it's cool that the players are going to playing their own positions. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, we saw you on Thursday night at City Field, Roberto Clemente Day, yeah. Roberto Clemente Award winner. What does that day mean to you, and what does Roberto Clemente mean to you? Uh, that's, that's like up here. Um, to win the award is one thing. You know, it's kind of a, a crowning achievement to all the stuff that you, you do. You know, everybody wants to give back. Uh, it's always not to be recognized, but to be recognized is pretty cool. Yeah. And mm. to get the Clemente Award is even even greater. And then the fun for me on Thursday was being around all the guys. You know, yeah. I, you see the guys win. I get to vote on it all the time. We never have a collection of that many people together. Yeah. So riding out on the on the uh, buses out yeah. to City Field, everybody's telling stories, and yeah. it was really really a cool group. Were you able to connect with any Mets that day in particular? I know the team is a very big Puerto Rican contingency, just about Roberto Clemente and his impact. Yeah, Francisco Lindor came down, spent some time. Edwin Diaz, I knew him obviously from his Seattle days. Uh, they came down, got a chance to spend a lot of time with us, but really everybody was in a, a blur. But the biggest person that impacted our day was Alex Cohen. You know, Steve's wife, the owner's wife. She was phenomenal. Obviously, she's Puerto Rican. Yep. Brought her dad, who's 91 years old, and goes to every baseball big, game. Big, He's a big baseball yeah. fan. But her heart and desire to impact the community beyond uh, the, the, the team itself is undeniable. You know, the charities that she's involved in. Even Sunday, I came back and I brought a Little League team from my hometown, Montclair, New Jersey. Nice. We brought 120 kids out there. She came up to the 500 section to come say hello. That's really cool. And, uh, and then she was heading out to center field to give away tickets to some people out there. Yeah. So she's engaged, she's all in, and uh, you can feel the transformation. And the stadium's transformed. Yeah, oh, 100%. Really is. Yeah, the, How about the trumpet? The trumpet. Well, what do you, you, I gotta assume you like the trumpet then. It's who the doesn't? greatest <laughs> thing in sports. Yeah, like, who doesn't like it? It's transcending it's baseball. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Sunday, too. Sunday they're, they're up three in the ninth. Yeah. And they get an extra couple runs, and Diaz sits down. Yeah. Yeah. We, I was, no. I, we were at the game, and I was walking back from walking around downstairs, and I saw at least three little kids run to their parents. Diaz is going to come in. Diaz is going to come in. Like, it's incredible 
the excitement that like just a song can bring to a game. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. Yeah, we, were, we were even at an event on Monday with a bunch of guys who like they wanted to go to a baseball game, but they weren't like necessarily baseball fans. Yes. And they were like, oh, I hope we can see Diaz and the Trumpets tonight. <laughs> exactly. Like it really is like it's bringing everyone together. I went to a game about two weeks ago and he came in the eighth, uh, you know, and yeah. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> eighth inning. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, you got to experience oh, it. It's, it's, it's amazing live. Let's do a couple like maybe funky little New Jersey questions before you leave okay. too. We're doing we, right. we put the roast on the hot seat with these. So uh, all right, pork roll or Taylor ham? Taylor ham. All right, yeah. good, okay, good answer. Yeah, just making sure. No that's yeah. a double check. No, I'm not. A, I'm not born in Jersey, but that's just my yeah. desire. Yeah. Okay. Not born in Jersey kills the rest of the questions. Probably kills the rest yeah, of the questions. Yeah, most of them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, I you, are you kids born in Jersey? Are so. you a football fan, Jets or Giants? Um. Yeah, they both take care of me real well. So. <laughs> smart like answer, smart answer. answer. Even. All right, here's one. Since you are in Jersey now, and you've probably done some driving in Jersey, New Jersey Turnpike or Garden State Parkway? The Turnpike. Yeah. There you yeah. go. I see. That's the clear right. one. Did no, everyone ask me the crazy thing. I grew up on the West Coast, okay? Yeah. Come out here and they're like, exit 55, 77, 101. I'm like, what the heck is that? Like, why don't you I live off Grove Street, you know? What are we doing? That's too many roads in New Jersey. A lot of people that got to fit in here. Oh, man. But I think that's good, right? Yeah. Good for everybody. Harold, thank you so much. Appreciate thank your you, brother. time. Appreciate you guys. You All right. Go Mets. Yeah, let's go, go Mets. Mets. All right. Have fun. See you Thanks, later. Adam. Thank you. Bye. Get up. Get, get up. Get up.